0: So the race to save these Afghan interpreters is really slipping away. And the big news is that the Taliban suddenly seizing Afghanistan's third largest city in this uh, very strategic campaign to take control of cities around Kabul and ultimately take control of the capital of, you know, of Afghanistan in the next month. And Herat is a very big prize for the Taliban. And it's now taken control of huge swaths of the country in the last week. So it's very clear that the Taliban feel totally emboldened because they know the U.S. is pulling out in a matter of weeks. They've got thousands of people now on the run from the region to escape Taliban rule, which could really be in control of the whole country within a couple of months. And, you know, 20 years later, almost to the anniversary of 9-11, you know, the U.S. spent $830 billion dollars on this mission to defeat the Taliban. Canada, of course, was there as well with our troops. And that's all now undone. But what does this mean to this mission to get these people out and here to Canadian safety? Robin Rickards joins us, a retired corporal and member um, of Not Left Behind. And, of course, you served in Afghanistan, so you probably uh, know more about what's happening in the region than anyone. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Alex.
0: Today has been a a big news day in regards to Afghanistan. It's almost as if people are surprised that the Taliban has moved so aggressively and so quickly in taking control of such large parts of the country. What's it doing then to this mission to get these people out?
1: Well, it's definitely making it more complicated. Look, uh, there was talk today not just of uh, Herat. A lot of talks have been focused on Herat, but the, uh, the Taliban has, uh, for all intents and purposes, taken most of uh, Kandahar City as well. It's in control of the, the governor's palace. It uh, finally achieved its goal of breaking into Saraposa prison and releasing the prisoners there. And um, it's also taken control of Ghazni, uh, which is on the uh, the road to Kabul and was uh, the last significant uh, city on Highway One between Kandahar and Kabul that was holding out against the uh, the Taliban. Um, this evening there was uh, there was shelling in uh, in my friend's neighborhood between the uh, the Taliban and uh, and the government forces as well as uh, gunship uh, strikes in Kabul. So uh, this situation is escalating uh, pretty rapidly, um, and that insult to injury, it appears from what I'm hearing from people on the ground that the uh, the U.S. government has somehow se- secured an exemption from the uh, the passport rule for their workers, so their workers don't need passports to go into the Kabul airport, whereas the mm. Afghan government is insisting that Canada's workers have to present a uh, passport and a negative uh, COVID test to be allowed entrance into the airport. And I'm sure if we cross those hurdles, they'll be asked to wear a certain size shoe instead.
0: Mm. Yeah, and the bottom line is, um, you know, time's running out. The United States is going to be out of there in a couple of weeks. I just can't see how we're going to get thousands of these interpreters out, given that we've only really only gotten a handful out so far in the last week and a half. Once the U.S. is gone, uh, Robin, is this mission done? Are these people stuck there?
1: Well, uh, that's what we're trying to figure out right now, and we're trying to uh, essentially, you know, figure out how we're going to manage getting these people out. Uh, uh, the immigration minister has said that, uh, you know, if people are uh find themselves in a situation where they have to get out to uh, to a third country that uh they will uh they will honor the the process and allow those people to apply from a third country so that's that's a possibility i mean uh you know people could theoretically move with the uh the refugee flows uh, across the border into places like Tajikistan or Pakistan mm-hmm. and finish the process there potentially but uh yeah there's 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 really no good options at uh, at this stage particularly if uh, the the runway in kabul starts to get damaged like uh, right like which would in be An- a tandahar yeah.
0: and, so, and obviously you guys are working with people on the ground over there quite secretly uh, trying to hide these interpreters so so you know we're taking risks like that um who's to say that that oh. that our own people over there are going to be safe i mean at what point do they have to abandon this mission well, I, in order well, well, to save hold themselves? on i want to be clear yeah. we're
1: not yeah. we're not yeah. taking any risks afghans yeah. are taking okay. risks to help yeah. afghans we don't like the 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 people that we're trying to work with and trying to help people out with those are all afghan nationals that uh, that are working there's there's a small uh, contingent of uh, Canadians associated with the embassy and whatnot that are there, but you know that's and the uh, the security with the embassy. But that's that's the extent of it. When it comes to trying to help Afghans fill out paperwork, so on and so forth in country, that's that's all locals. That's all Afghans themselves working with their fellow um, team members uh, from who they they worked with when they worked with Canada doing all that work. And so they're the ones taking the uh, the risk. I mean, and and I want to be clear about that. I mean, the rest of us are are pretty comfortable. And uh, you know, there was a famous quote that I saw one time in Kandahar Airfield on a on a on a whiteboard, and it was about the U.S. Marine Corps. But I think it that tells the uh, the tale very well. You know what? Uh, Canada's not at war. We're not at war. Um, the Canadian Army was at war. Canada was at the mall. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was, you know, the U.S. is not at war, the Marine Corps is at war, America is at them all. And that's the mall. And that's the situation here. And, you know, I mean, when you look at the PM's Twitter feed, um, part of the situation we're in is because, you know, there's, there's one tweet or two tweets on his feed about this situation, and uh, we tried to raise it in January and couldn't get it on the radar. I, and I mean, I've been trying for years to get it on the radar, and now the situation has reached a it's violent crescendo, and we'll, we'll see how many lives we're able to save, but we will definitely be losing people as a consequence of this.
0: Yeah, and of course, I mean, they got their photo op, they got their themselves getting pictures on the tarmac with uh, embassy staff, but a lot of people will say, oh, look, that's a great mission that our prime minister is leading to get these people out, but the reality is there are going to be thousands probably who lose their lives because we waited too long and didn't make this a priority. And if not, wor- if not for the grassroots efforts of, of, of Canadian vets, um, you know, this wouldn't even be an issue in the news. Are people there on the ground losing hope?
1: They're... Uh-huh. Getting concerned, and they're they're definitely uh, looking at contingency plans. Let's let's call it that uh, mm. about how they deal with the situation. I suppose the good news is is the uh, the fighting is so intense that it's generating lots of internally displaced uh, people. So it's creating the opportunity for people to escape. And avoid uh, detection because the the volumes of people that are on the move make it very difficult to do detailed interrogations yeah that being, you know uh, you lo- people people yeah. have to know that now is the time you go, and you know i mean they're they're not going to be able to uh, to wait for a better time
0: you know a you you guys were and... over there right yeah it. but but. Looking back now at that time, um, you know, all those years trying to, to get rid of the Taliban, all the money spent, all the lives lost, it's, uh, you know, you look at the state of Afghanistan today, and it's got to be not just heartbreaking, but pretty frustrating. Uh,
1: it's, it's demoralizing, because we never really took the operation seriously. Look, uh, nation building looks an awful lot mm. like imperialism. You know, when you have to build capacity in a country like Afghanistan, it requires a substantial military force. And there's there's a lot of people. I, I come from the left of the the political spectrum, and there's a lot of people who just automatically assume that anytime there's troops on the ground, that's imperialism at work. It's not. Um, a place like Afghanistan that was as broken as it was couldn't be fixed from the top down. It needed right. to be fixed from the bottom up. And unfortunately, we had just enough resources to create a top-down approach, but not weren't willing to commit the resources necessary to facilitate a bottom-up rebuilding of Afghanistan and build a government and a country that the average citizen could be proud of. I mean, the government in Afghanistan is a kleptocracy, and you're seeing that now. There you go.
0: Nonetheless, we'll still continue to watch uh, as the situation deteriorates. I appreciate your time, Robin, because I know how uh, how busy your colleagues are.
1: You know what? I I appreciate your, uh, your help raising awareness about this. Thanks a bunch,
0: Alex. We'll talk again. Robin, thank you. There's Robin Rickards, retired corporal and member of this grassroots group not left behind. And uh, in the last couple of hours, um, there's been breaking news that Canadian special operations forces are now gearing up to deploy to Afghanistan to evacuate Canadians at the embassy. And the embassy, as we understand through Global, um, who's looking into this story, is being shut down and is now in full ripout mode so that shows you just how quickly this situation is evolving how uh, aggressive the Taliban is uh, moving uh, and it does not bode well certainly for any mission to get these Afghan interpreters out so we'll continue following the story and give you updates because that is a very very big development um, as we get them throughout the news stay with us here Alex Pearson on point and this is Global News Radio.